Chapter Eleven of Book Eight of Physics by Aristotle, translated by Thomas Taylor. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jeffrey Edwards. Chapter Eleven. What, however, the first relation is must now be shown, and at the same time that which is now and was before supposed that there may be a certain continued and perpetual motion will be evident by the same method that no one therefore of the other motions can be continued is from these things manifest for all motions and mutations are from opposites into opposites thus for instance the boundaries to generation and corruption are being and non-being but the boundaries to change in quality are the contrary passive qualities and to increase and diminution either magnitude or parvitude and the perfection and imperfection of magnitude are the boundaries but contrary motions are those which are into contraries and that which is not always moved with this motion but had a prior existence must necessarily prior to this have been at rest it is evident therefore that the thing which is changed will be at rest in the contrary the like also takes place in mutations for corruption and generation simply assumed are opposed to that which is simply assumed and each particular to each hence if it is impossible to be at the same time changed according to contrary mutations mutation will not be continued but there will be time between them for it is of no consequence whether the mutations according to contradiction are contrary or not contrary if only it is impossible that they can at the same time be present to the same thing for this is not at all useful to the argument nor if it is not necessary to be at rest in contradiction neither is mutation contrary to rest for non-being perhaps is not at rest but corruption is a motion to non-being but only if time subsists between for thus the mutation is not continued for neither is contrariety useful in things which are prior but the not being able to exist together at the same time but it is not proper to be disturbed because the same thing will be contrary to many as for instance motion to permanency and to the motion which is to a contrary for this alone ought to be assumed that a contrary motion is in a certain respect opposed both to motion and rest just as the equal and the moderate are opposed to that which surpasses and to that which is surpassed and that neither opposite motions nor mutations can subsist together at the same time again in generation and corruption it may seem to be perfectly absurd if it is necessary that what is generated should immediately be corrupted and remain for no time hence from these things credibility may be obtained in other mutations for it is natural that the thing should similarly take place in all of them chapter twelve but that there may be a certain infinite motion one and continued and that this is a circular motion we shall now assert for everything which is locally moved is either moved in a circle or in a right line 
or in that which is mixed from both these hence if neither of these motions is continued neither can that be continued which is composed from both of them but that a thing which is locally moved in a finite right line cannot be moved continually is manifest for to do this it must return but that which returns in a right line is moved with contrary motions for the motion upward is contrary to the motion downward according to place the motion to the anterior to that which is to the posterior part and the motion to the right hand to that which is to the left for these are the contrarieties of place but what the motion is which is one and continued has been before defined viz that it is of one thing and in one time and in that which has no difference according to form for there are three things viz that which is moved as man or god when as time and the third thing that in which the motion is produced and this is place or passive quality or form or magnitude but contraries differ in species and are not one and the differences of place are those which have been enumerated but this is an indication that the motion from a to b is contrary to the motion from b to a that they stop and cause each other to cease if they are produced at the same time the like also takes place in a circle for instance the motion from a to b is contrary to the motion from a to c for they will stop each other though they are continued and there will not be a regression because contraries corrupt and impede each other motion however to that which is oblique is not contrary to that which is to the upward place but it is especially evident that it is impossible for the motion in a right line to be continued because that which returns must necessarily stop not only if it is moved in a right line but also if it is moved upon a circle for it is not the same thing to be moved in a circle and upon a circle since that which is moved at one time continues its motion and at another when it has arrived at the same thing from which it began to be moved again returns but that it is necessary it should stop is not only rendered credible by sense but also by reason but the principle is this for since there are three things the beginning middle and end the middle compared with each of these is both and in number indeed it is one but in definition two besides it is one thing to be in capacity and another to be in energy hence any point whatever of a right line which is between the extremes is in capacity indeed the middle but is not in energy unless it divides the line and having stood still again begins to be moved but thus that which was the middle becomes the beginning and end the beginning indeed of the posterior but the end of the prior motion i say for instance if a which is locally moved should stand still at b and again should be moved to c but since it is continually moved the point a can neither have approached to the point b 
nor have receded from it but can only be in the now and not in any time except in that whole time of which that moment or now is the division if any one however asserts that it has approached and receded a which is locally moved will always stand still for it is impossible for a to have at the same time approached to b and receded from it it will therefore be in another and another point of time hence that will be time which is in the middle so that a will rest in b and in a similar manner it will also rest in the other points for the same reasoning applies to all of them but since that which is locally moved viz a uses b as the middle end and beginning it is necessary that it should stop because it makes two things just as if it should be mentally conceived but it recedes from the point a i e from the beginning but accedes to c when it has finished its motion and stood still hence this must be said in answer to the doubt for it has this doubt for if the line a is equal to the line f and a is continually moved from the extremity to c but at the same time a is in the point b and d is moved from the extreme line f to g equably and with the same celerity with which a is moved certainly d will arrive at g before a will have arrived at c for that which was first impelled and which first departed must necessarily have arrived the first a therefore did not at the same time accede to b and recede from it and hence it arrived later at the end for if it had receded at the same time it would not have arrived later but it is necessary that it should have stood still it must not therefore be admitted that when a approaches to b d is at the same time moved from the extreme f for if a approaches to b it will also recede and not at the same time but it was in a section of time and not in time here therefore it is impossible thus to speak viz in that which is continued but in that which returns it is necessary thus to speak for if g were moved to d and again having receded was carried downward certainly it has in this case used d as the beginning and end viz one point as two hence it is necessary that it should have stood still and not at the same time have approached to d and receded from d for at once it would be there and would not be in the same now the solution however formerly given is not to be adduced here for it cannot be said that g is in d in a section of time and that it has neither approached nor receded for it is necessary that it should arrive at an end which is in energy and not in capacity the point therefore which is in the middle is in capacity but this is in energy 
and it is indeed the end downward, but the beginning from above. After the same manner, therefore, there is an end and beginning of motions. Hence it is necessary that that which returns upon a right line should stand still, and therefore it is not possible that there can be a continued perpetual motion upon a right line. After the same manner a reply must be made to those who ask the question of Zeno, and who demand whether it is always necessary to pass through the half, for these say they are infinite, and it is impossible to pass through infinites, or, as some in a different manner make the same inquiry, who require it to be granted them, that together with the half being first moved through, every half also may be numbered as it is generated. Hence, when the movable thing has passed through the whole line, it will happen that an infinite number will be numerated. But this is confessedly impossible. In the first discussions, therefore, concerning motion, we solved this argument through time containing in itself infinites, for there is nothing absurd in admitting that something may pass through infinites in an infinite time. But the infinite is inherent in length and in time in a similar manner. This solution indeed is sufficient in answer to the interrogator, for it was asked whether infinites could be passed through or numerated in a finite time. But this solution is not sufficient so far as pertains to the thing and to truth. For if any one dismissing length and the interrogation whether infinites can be passed through in a finite time makes these enquiries about time itself, for time has infinite divisions, this solution will be no longer sufficient. But the truth which we mentioned a little before must be asserted, for if anyone divides a continued line into two halves, he uses one point as if it were two, since he makes it both a beginning and end. He also does this who numerates and who divides into halves. But thus dividing, neither a line nor motion will be continued, for continued motion is of that which is continued. And in the continued there are infinite halves, yet not in energy, but in capacity. But if the motion should make them in energy, it will not be continued, but will stand still, which evidently happens to him who numbers the halves. For it is necessary that he should numerate one point as if it were two, for it will be the beginning of one half and the end of the other, if he does not numerate one continued line, but two halves. Hence, to him who asks, whether infinites can be passed through, either in time or in length, we must reply that this is partly possible and partly not. For it is not possible for infinites in energy to be passed through, but it is possible for infinites in capacity. For he who is continually moved passes through infinites accidentally, but simply does not, for it happens to a line that there are infinite halves but the essence and being are different. It is also evident that unless the point of time by which prior and posterior are divided is always attributed to the posterior, the thing itself being considered, the same thing will be at the same time being and non-being, and when it will be in generation, or becoming to be, will not be in generation. 
the point therefore is common to both the prior and posterior and is one and the same in number but is not the same in definition for it is the beginning of the one and the end of the other but so far as pertains to the thing it is always of the posterior passive quality for let the time be a b c the thing d this in the time a is white but in the time b is not white hence in c it is white and not white for in any point of a it would be true to say it is white if it was white in all this time and in b not white but c is in both it must not therefore be granted that it was white in the whole time but the last now or moment c must be accepted and this is now posterior and if it should become not white and the white should be corrupted in the whole of a it is generated or is corrupted in c hence it is true to say that it is first white or not white in that or when it is generated it will not be and when it is corrupted it will be or it is necessary that it should be at the same time white and not white being and non-being but if it is necessary that a thing which before was non-being should become being and when it is becoming to be it is not if this be the case time cannot be divided into indivisible times for if d was becoming to be white in the time a and at the same time is made white and is in another indivisible adhering time i e in b if it was becoming to be in a but is in b it is necessary that there should be a certain intermediate generation so that there was time in which it was generated for the same reasoning will not apply to those who say there are not indivisible times but in the last point of the time in which it was becoming to be it was generated and is to which point nothing adheres nor is successive but if there are indivisible times they will be successive it is evident therefore that if it was generated in the whole time a there is not a greater time in which it was becoming to be and was generated than that in the whole of which it was alone generated these therefore and such as these are the arguments which some one may believe in as appropriate but to those who consider the affair logically from these arguments also it may appear that this very same thing may happen for everything which is continually moved if it is not impeded by anything was first moved to that to which it arrives by lation thus if it arrives at b it was also moved to b and not then only when it was near but immediately as soon as it began to be moved for why now rather than before the like also takes place in other things but that which is moved from a to c will again come to a when it is moved continually when therefore it was moved from a to c it was then also moved with the motion from c 
hence it is at the same time moved with contrary motions for the motions are contrary which are upon a right line at the same time also it changes from this in which it is not if therefore this is impossible it is necessary that it should stand still in c and hence there is not one motion for the motion which is intercepted by standing still is not one farther still from these things also it is more universally evident concerning all motion for if everything which is moved is moved with some one of the above-mentioned motions it will also rest with some one of opposite rests for there is not any other besides these but that which is not always moved with this motion i mean motions which are different in species and not if anything is a part of the whole it is necessary first to rest with an opposite rest for rest is the privation of motion if therefore the motions are contrary which are made through a right line and it is not possible for anything to be moved at the same time with contrary motions that which is moved from a to c cannot at the same time also be moved from c to a since however it is not at the same time moved but is moved with this motion it is necessary that it should have rested before in c for this is the rest opposite to the motion from c from what has been said therefore it is evident that the motion is not continued besides this reasoning is more appropriate than what has been before said for that which is not white is at the same time corrupted and becomes white if therefore the alleation into white and from white is continued and does not remain for any time that which is not white will at the same time be corrupted and become white and become not white for there will be the same time of three things again it does not follow that if time is continued motion also is continued but it is successive but how can the same thing be the extreme of contraries as of whiteness and blackness the motion however which is made upon a periphery is one and continued for nothing impossible happens for that which is moved from a is at the same time moved to a according to the same impetus for to that to which it comes to this also it is moved it is not however moved at the same time with contrary or opposite motions for not every motion which is from this is contrary to that which is to this or opposite but that motion is contrary which is made upon a right line for to this there are contraries according to place for instance the motion through a diameter since this is very much distant but that motion is opposite which is made through the same length hence nothing prevents that which is moved in a periphery from being continually moved and not failing at any time for the motion in a circle is from the same to the same but the motion through a right line is from the same to another the motion in a circle also is never in the same things but that in a right line is frequently in the same hence that which always becomes in another and another may be moved continually but 
that which is frequently in the same thing may not for it is necessary to be at the same time moved with opposite motions neither therefore in a semicircle nor in any other periphery is it possible to be moved continually for it is necessary frequently to be moved through the same things and to be changed with contrary mutations for it does not conjoin the end with the beginning but the motion of a circle conjoins these and is alone perfect it is also evident from this division that neither can any other motions be continued for in all of them it happens to be often moved through the same things as for instance in alleation through intervening media in the motion of quantity through middle magnitudes and in a similar manner in generation and corruption for it is of no consequence whether those things are made few or many in which the mutation takes place nor whether anything intermediate is added or taken away for it happens in both ways frequently to be moved through the same things from hence therefore it is evident that neither do those physiologists speak well who say that all sensible natures are always moved for it is necessary that some of these motions should be moved and according to these alleation especially takes place for they say that all things flow and are diminished and besides this they call generation and corruption alleation but the arguments now employed universally show of all motion that it is not possible to be continually moved with any motion except that which is circular so that it is not possible to be continually moved either according to alleation or according to increase thus much therefore has been said by us to prove that there is neither any infinite mutation nor any continued motion except that which is in a circle chapter thirteen but that circulation is the first of lations is evident for every lation as we have before observed is either in a circle or in a right line or mixed from both these it is necessary however that those should be prior to these and the motion in a circle is prior to that which is in a right line for it is simple and more perfect for it is not possible for anything to be moved through an infinite right line since that which is thus infinite does not exist nor if it did could anything be moved through it since that which is impossible cannot take place but to pass through the infinite is impossible and the motion which is made upon a right line if it returns is a composite and becomes two motions but if it does not return is imperfect and corruptible the perfect however is prior by nature by reason and by time to the imperfect and the incorruptible to the corruptible farther still the lation which may be perpetual is prior to that which cannot circulation therefore may be perpetual but of other motions neither lation nor any other can be perpetual for in these there must necessarily be standing still but if there is standing still the motion is corrupted chapter fourteen but it happens reasonably that the motion in a circle is one and continued and not that which is in a right line for of the motion which is in a right line the beginning middle and end are bounded and it contains all these in itself 
so that there is whence that which is moved began and where it will end for everything rests in boundaries either from whence or whither it is moved but these in a circular motion are indefinite for why is any one of those things which are in a circular motion the boundary rather than the rest since each is similarly beginning middle and end so that some things are always and never in the beginning and end hence a sphere in a certain respect is moved and is at rest for it occupies the same place but the reason of this is that all these things happen to the centre for it is the beginning middle and end of magnitude hence since this is external to the circumference there is not any place where that which is moved can rest as if it had finished its motion for it is always carried about the middle and not to the extremity on this account the whole in a certain respect always remains and rests and yet is continually moved but this happens reciprocally for because circulation is the measure of motions it is necessary that it should be the first motion for all things are measured by that which is first and because it is first it is the measure of others farther still the motion alone in a circle can be equable for things which are moved in a right line are moved anomalously from the beginning and to the end for all things by how much the farther they are distant from that which is at rest are moved by so much the swifter but in a circular motion alone neither the beginning nor the end are naturally adapted to be in it but are external indeed that lation according to place is the first of motions is testified by all those who have made mention of motion for they attribute the principles of it to those things which produce this motion for separation and concretion are motions according to place thus too friendship and strife move for the latter of these separates and the former congregates and anaxagoras says that intellect which is the first mover separates and they also think similarly who say that there is no such cause as this but that things are moved through a vacuum for these also assert that nature is locally moved since motion through a vacuum is lation and is as it were in place but they fancy that no other motion is in first natures but in those things which are composed from these for they say that composite natures are increased diminished and changed in quality in consequence of atomic bodies being congregated and separated those also think after the same manner who produce generation and corruption through density or rarity for they orderly dispose these by concretion and separation to these also those may be added who make soul the cause of motion for they say that which itself moves itself is the principle of things which are moved but animal and everything animated moves itself with local motion we also say that a thing which is locally moved is alone properly moved but if it rests indeed in the same place but is increased or diminished or changed in quality we say that it is in a certain respect moved but is not simply moved 
that motion therefore always was and will be through the whole of time what the principle also is of perpetual motion and farther still what the first motion is and what motion can alone be perpetual and that the first mover is immovable has been said chapter fifteen now however we shall assert that the first mover is necessarily without parts and has no magnitude those things being first defined which are prior to this assertion but of these one is that it is not possible for anything finite to move in an infinite time for there are three things that which is moved that which moves and the third that in which it is moved viz time but these are either all of them infinite or all finite or some are for instance two or one but let a be that which moves b that which is moved and infinite time c let d therefore move some part of b and let this part be e it will not therefore move in a time equal to c for it moves more in a greater time so that f is not an infinite time thus then by adding to d i shall consume a and by adding to e i shall consume b but i shall not consume the time by always taking away the equal because it is infinite hence the whole force a will move the whole magnitude b in a finite time which is a part of c it is not therefore possible that anything can be moved by that which is finite with an infinite motion hence it is evident that it is impossible for that which is finite to move in an infinite time and in short that it is not possible there can be an infinite power in a finite magnitude is from these things manifest for let there be always a greater power which makes the equal in a less time as for instance a power heating or sweetening or throwing and in short moving it is necessary therefore that from that which is finite indeed but possesses an infinite power that which is passive should suffer and more than from another for infinite power is greater besides there cannot be any time for if there is a time a in which an infinite force heats or impels let the time be a b in which some finite force does this by always adding a greater finite force to this i shall at length arrive at that which moves in the time a for by always adding to that which is finite i shall surpass every finite and by taking away i shall in a similar manner diminish a finite therefore will move in an equal time with an infinite magnitude but this is impossible hence nothing finite can possess an infinite power neither therefore can there be a finite power in that which is infinite though there may be a greater power in a less magnitude let a b therefore be infinite hence b c has a certain power which in a certain time will move d viz in the time e f 
if therefore i take the double of b c it will move in half the time e f for let there be this proportion hence it will move in the time f h thus therefore always assuming i shall never pass through a b but i shall always assume a time less than the given time the power therefore will be infinite for it surpasses every finite power but of every finite power it is necessary that the time also should be finite for if it moves in a certain time which is so much a greater power will move in a less but yet in a definite time according to conversion of proportion but every power is infinite as well as every multitude and magnitude which surpasses every finite power this also may be demonstrated as follows let us assume in a finite magnitude a certain power the same in genus with that which is in an infinite magnitude and which measures the power placed in the infinite magnitude that there cannot therefore be an infinite power in a finite magnitude nor a finite power in an infinite magnitude is from these things manifest concerning however things which are locally moved it will be well in the first place to propose a certain doubt for if everything which is moved is moved by something with respect to such things as do not move themselves how are some of these in a certain respect moved continually that which moves not touching as for instance things which are thrown but if he who moves at the same time moves something else as the air which moves being moved it is similarly impossible to be moved when the first neither touches nor moves but all must be at the same time moved and cease to be moved when the first mover ceases though he should act like a stone viz should move that which moves it is necessary however to assert this that the first mover causes either such air or water or something else of this kind to move which is naturally adapted to move and be moved yet it does not at the same time cease to move and be moved but it ceases to be moved when the mover ceases to move still however it moves and therefore it moves something else which adheres and of this there is the same reason but it ceases when a less power of moving is impressed in that which adheres and it finally ceases when that which is prior no longer causes it to move but alone to be moved it is however necessary that these should at the same time cease viz that which moves that which is moved and the whole motion this motion therefore is ingenerated in those things which may at one time be moved and at another be at rest and is not continued but appears to be so for it is either of those things which are successive or of those things which touch each other since that which moves is not one thing but many things adhering to each other hence a motion of this kind is produced in air and in water which some assert to be an antiperistasis but it is impossible to solve in any other way the subjects of doubt than in that which we have mentioned but an antiperistasis makes all things to move and be at the same time moved 
and consequently likewise to rest now however one certain thing appears to be continually moved by what therefore for it is not moved by itself but since among beings it is necessary there should always be a continued motion and this is one and it is necessary that there should be one motion of a certain magnitude for that which is without magnitude is not moved and of one thing and by one thing for otherwise it will not be continued but the one will adhere to the other and be divided hence that which moves if it is one either moves being moved or being immovable and if indeed it is moved it will necessarily follow that it will be changed and will be at the same time moved by something hence the progression will stop and we shall arrive at that which is moved by the immovable for it is not necessary that this should be at the same time changed but it will always be able to move something since that which thus moves is without labour and this motion is equable either alone or in the most eminent degree for the mover has not any mutation whatever it is likewise necessary that neither should that which is moved by the immovable have any mutation in order that the motion may be similar but it is necessary that the first mover should either be in the middle or in a circle for these are principles those things also are moved most swiftly which are most near to the mover and such is the motion of the universe hence that which moves is there it is however dubious whether anything which is moved can move continually but not as that which impels again and again in consequence of being continually successive for it is requisite either that it should impel or draw or do both or receive something different viz one thing from another as was before observed of things which are thrown but if being divisible air or water moves yet they move as being always moved and in both ways it is not possible that the motion can be one but adhering hence that motion alone is continued which is produced by the immovable for always subsisting similarly it will also continually subsist similarly with respect to that which is moved these things therefore being determined it is evident that it is impossible for that which first moves and is immovable to have any magnitude for if it possessed magnitude it is necessary that it should either be finite or infinite but that it is impossible there should be an infinite magnitude has been before demonstrated in the physics and that a finite magnitude cannot have an infinite power and that it is impossible for anything to be moved in an infinite time by that which is finite has been just now demonstrated but the first mover produces a perpetual motion and in an infinite time it is evident therefore that it is indivisible without parts and has no magnitude end of book eight and end of physics by aristotle translated by thomas taylor read by geoffrey edwards proof listened by kayo meta coordinated by caroline kaiser 
Recording in memory of Mitchell Edwards.